0: I like to think of it this way, to be a people leader, one has to be a people builder. You're listening to the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast with
1: professional speaker, coach and consultant, Nicole Greer welcome to the build a vibrant culture podcast my name is nicole greer and they call me the vibrant coach and today i have a fantastic guest in fact alex and i have worked together in the past we are both learning and training freaks we love the learning and the training let me tell you a little bit about alex slosson he is a learning business partner with msc industrial supply in this role he takes a strategic and don't miss this, relationship-based approach to analyzing the current state of the business. He loves to uncover learning needs. And once he does that, he determines the effective learning solutions to align with the business objectives. So he is masterful at taking you know what the business needs and what the people can bring, figuring out what training they need, He manages the development and implementation of that training process and measuring the business impact of these learning interventions. He is what we call an L&D pro. Please welcome to the show, Alex. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. And thank you so much for having me today and for being patient. This is take three on me trying to be on the show Uh, that dreaded COVID got me. So I appreciate your uh, continued patience, but it's great to be here finally, finally.
1: Yeah, and I'm delighted to have you. So Alex and I have been locked in a room for several hours doing training together, and we just never feel like it's a long time. We're like, oh, it's over. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we've had so many good times uh, being together doing training. And so, uh, as most of you know, part of my deal at Vibrant Coaching Consulting and Recruiting, as we do tons of training, and uh, I think it's really the linchpin thing. And don't miss this. We've got needs in the business; people need training. Alex is a professional at getting this done. Well, you know, I am collecting definitions of leadership. So I wanna know from you right out of the gate, how do you define leadership?
0: All right, well, thanks for asking that great question. Um, I think leadership is defined as the ability to build up and bring out the best versions of the people around them. So that's what a leader should do. And in doing that, inspire them to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. True leaders do this wherever they are no matter their station in life. One could possibly think of this as orchestrated alchemy. I like to think of it this way. To be a people leader, one has to be a people builder.
1: Oh, there were so many good things right there. That was fantastic. So repeat the first one. You said uh, something about, repeat the very first
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, The ability to build up and bring out the best versions of the people around them.
1: Yes. Build up and bring out. That 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 would be good on a sign, on on a wall, (laughs) in a building where you're working, (laughs) I'm thinking. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, you know, here's the thing um, with training. um, You know, there are so many things that a leader can do to uh, build up and bring out. So what are the most important skills of a successful leader if they want to build up and bring out the best in their people? How do they do that?
0: Well, I think four things are core to that. Um, you have to be curious. Um, you have to be humble, right? You don't know it all. You have to be very self-aware, and you have to have a very high amount of trust, and not only trust with your team, but also the ability to have your team trust you. So that trust is certainly you know multifaceted and multi-directional at the same time. So to me, those are the four things. Those are you know first come to mind, but they also include being calm in the midst of uncertainty never asking someone to do something that they would never do themselves and being a true champion and servant leader for those they lead.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic, yeah. So, you know, the one that really pops out at me, which I think is huge because like, do we know who to trust anymore? I mean, right. it seems like it seems like we are, we're having a, a crisis of character out there, right? You know, mm-hmm. like our ex-president just got indicted. There's all sorts of crazy things going <laughs> yeah. on, right? Yeah. So, so how, how does a leader build trust? What have you seen that works and what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, it's walking the talk, really, you know, doing what they say they're going to do again, not asking anyone to do something that they're not willing to do themselves, not putting themselves on a pedestal and just being aligned with the intentions and abilities of their team. Uh, I think those are core uh, in in kind of eliciting and building that trust um, but really, it just kind of comes down to integrity. It's just a personal thing. You either got it or you don't. And I think most leaders do have it. Unfortunately, some are very good at fooling others into thinking they have it. But you have to have integrity. You have to be what you say you are, and and live it and walk it every day. And that yeah. to me is where the rubber meets the road.
1: Yeah, so I love that. So uh, integrity either got it or you don't. And you know what the litmus test I have found. I was working with a team today doing uh, leadership development. We were doing um, uh, vibrant change management. And mm-hmm. um, and the and one of the guys in the room, he said, you know, uh, you know, here's the thing. I, you know, if, if I'm working with a really good guy, I'll do anything he asks me to. And that's what you're talking about, isn't mm-hmm. it?
0: Yes, absolutely. If If you know that they're coming from a true place of good intention, You'll walk to the end of the earth for them. You know, you'll do whatever it takes to to be successful and to to ultimately help them be successful.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's so important because you know, uh, like you said, there's got to be that humility. We got to build the trust. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and good guys do stay calm in the midst of uncertainty, like you said. Um, and then you said uh, they don't. You know, and good guys they don't have themselves on that pedestal that you were talking about. Right. So um, you know, and I've got this really great question too. When I'll coach people, I'll say. Uh, what is it like to experience you?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard you ask that question before. And at <laughs> the end of the day, it should be it, not so much I idolize this person, but, you know, I want to be more like them. You know, uh, that's what I would like for people to think about me. Or that's what I would like to think that most leaders think is that they put out what they want to see in others. You know, if 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 you want to see these behaviors on your team, put them out there so they can you know see what it looks like and then, you know, mm-hmm. do it themselves.
1: Yeah. And and that's the old lead by example. So there, mm-hmm. you, there it shows up again. That thing will never get tired. It sure that's won't. Example. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, those are some of the most important skills uh, that successful leaders have. Well, here's what I wanna, what you, want you to think about now, Alex. What do you believe makes some leaders successful while others struggle? So maybe let's do like a two-parter. What makes somebody mm-hmm. successful?
0: Okay. Well, I think successful leaders are willing to admit that they might not have all the answers. And they look at these instances as learning and people building experiences and not one of one-upmanship. So I'll kind of flip that coin. Um, You've got some leaders that are great at giving directions, but they may, may struggle with taking direction. And so when they're in that position where they might not know everything they need to know, and someone on their team happens to know that, they can get kind of defensive. Oh, why didn't I know that? And so they can that can bring out some ugly things that aren't particularly productive, especially in team and people building. So a good leader kind of recognizes where those strengths lie on their teams and recognizes when the when that instance comes to where that that person on their team can exhibit what it is that they might not know how to do. that's not that's not a mark against you. That's a mark that you've got this person on your team. You were smart enough to pick them out, and they're there walking side by side with you. So that's what a successful leader will do is recognize when those things happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So he said, recognize strengths. And and then I also heard, you know, surrounding yourself with people that might have something that's strong that you're not strong in, mm-hmm. right? That's the real genius is you said, be smart enough to pick those people out.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: And so you've got a pretty good team um, in your learning and development area. Right. Um, Absolutely. And I some of those people I adore over there. I absolutely adore your team. Um, How how might that play out on your team? Do you have a story about maybe some folks that you work with and how you complement each other?
0: Oh, yeah. Actually, we just took an assessment not long ago. It's called the Clifton Strengths. You probably heard about it.
1: Oh, I'm certified in that.
0: Oh, yeah. Awesome. So it's a great assessment. I was going to mention it a little later in terms of building your people, kind of knowing where they're at and what strengths to leverage and, and things like that. So we went through this exercise. We essentially debriefed and shared where we landed in regard to these strengths. And we're continuing to build on it. We're continuing to say, all right, so I'm strong in these areas. You're going to get my best when you do these things. You're going to not get my best when you do these things. And so we're kind of building on what those findings gave to us. And uh, we're just, we just really work well together. I'm very, very proud to be a part of this team. And just as an organization, I think the, you know, my company does that very well. They're really good at, you know, putting the right people in the right place and just having everybody work in a a way that's complimentary and, and productive, ultimately
1: yeah and they definitely are good at uh building up and bringing out that's what i know oh yeah Yeah, and so uh alex what you're talking about the strengths finder let's just talk a hot second about that so it's an assessment that you take it takes a pretty long time to complete this assessment it's very rich and it's it's uh questioning and asking mm-hmm. so get back your strengths. You can get back a top five Mm -hmm. or you can take the full 34. There are 34 strengths and I'll rank them one to 34. Um, And then the challenge is like getting very familiar with those top five, the five, the the six through 10 that support it. Mm -hmm. And uh, just taking a look maybe at the tail end of that report to see, okay, what do I need to shore up or to your point, surround myself with, because these are my lowest strengths. Exactly. Yeah. So curious, uh, what is your top strength? Mine is futuristic.
0: Well, let me pull my little report up. So my top one, and I can believe that totally, is responsibility. uh, Followed by empathy, developer, intellection, and communication. So those are my top five.
1: Okay, so don't miss that. So that one, especially number four, Intellection, which mm-hmm. means he likes to think things through and do his like scholarly research talk <laughs> about things. And that's what makes him such a great L&D person because he's able to look at what's going on and then find the cure, right? Here's the training we need. And then be able to see if we're gonna get a return on investment, which is fantastic, yeah. All right, so hey, you out there listening, you wanna take your strengths finder? let me know, I can hook you up with that, that's fantastic. It's a great
0: assessment, do it, do it, do it. Totally recommend yeah. it
1: that's great awesome okay so um so leaders that uh, pick great people put them beside themselves um those are why they're successful and other mm-hmm. leaders um you know they get the big ego big problems all that's right fine. so what are the biggest challenges you're seeing so msc direct people may not be familiar with it tell us about your company for a quick second so can people can get a handle on what you guys do
0: so we are essentially an industrial supply organization. We provide uh, solutions to large manufacturers around the world. We've been in business for a hot minute. So um, very <laughs> trusted name. Uh, I won't tell you who our competitors are, but you've probably seen their commercials on TV and boo, boo. But it's just very much a very family run organization. Um, our current president and CEO is the grandson of the founder of the, of the company. And it's just been such a great experience working there i've almost made it five years and you can tell that this is a very organic uh organization one full of integrity these leaders walk their talk they are authentic people and it's just great to be there it really is awesome
1: Yeah. And when you walk in their building, the building I've been in is the one, well, I've been in both. I've been in the one up in New York and I've been at the one in Davidson Mm -hmm. Uh, and the one in Davidson, man, it is a beautiful spot. So just for a quick second, um, you're saying we've got this family owned company and dare I say this, it's not true um, of MSC, but um, in a family uh, owned company, you can kind of almost think, oh, it's like, grandma's house or some old, <laughs> some old thing or something, you know, um, you know, and, and it is not that at all. It is a beautiful, beautiful facility in a beautiful, beautiful building. Um, like you guys have, t- tell them about your cafeteria area and the, all the, all the goodies you have in there, oh, just yeah. to kind of hear about that. And maybe if you've got some, what, you know, why they decided to put this all in there.
0: Okay. Well, first let me just if I if I misspoke earlier, we are publicly traded, but we are okay. family run, but we we are traded on the stock exchange. So um and in yeah, terms so of the buy campus buy the stock. Yeah, buy the stock. <laughs> get in, get in. We we need it. No, no, we're we're doing well. Definitely um some great uh, quarterly earnings reports lately. We're really doing great there. Um in terms of the campus, Davidson, they decided to put in a really good uh, food area, uh, which they just revamped, you know, COVID kind of shut everything down three years ago. Um, so we've got a new vendor that's providing food service. I've yet to try it because I work primarily remote right now, but I'm gonna be returning to the office every week or so. And i look very forward to it. But uh, adjacent to the uh, the dining area, they've got like a uh, ping pong table, I believe it is um, some other games and things. And they just have this set up to where people can kind of go unwind, socialize, you know, so they're not locked in at their cube all day. And each floor has a really cool break area with uh, coffee makers. And it's not the, the cheap coffee. It's the good stuff
1: it's the with good a stuff.
0: view of Lake Norman. It's just a beautiful facility and it, it makes you feel comfortable being there. You know, it doesn't feel sterile like a lot of offices tend to feel so
1: yeah and one of the other things i love i just just recalled this is that you guys have like all these little mini conference rooms and like a little you even have rooms that are called the coaching room mm-hmm. yeah so so how do all of these like perks and these extras how do they impact the culture
0: well, the culture is, it's very open. Uh, and one of the things that I'm charged with is the engagement survey, right? So I work with a vendor that administers the survey, but I am definitely very highly involved in disseminating those results. And we are a very engaged organization among the top quartile uh, in the country, not only in like industries, thank you. Uh, but also just overall, um, I've never seen such a level of engagement with uh, with the employees or as we call them associates. So it's it's very encouraging to see that this environment of trust and comfort kind of brings that out in everybody, as it should be. You know, you're you're not there to create an environment where you feel on your guard and and I don't know, just not safe. You you can be yourself and do your best work in an environment that kind of facilitates that. It's it's, it's great to be a part of.
1: It. Hmm, that's awesome. Well, you say, you know, you guys are very engaged and I know that the um, the environment, because the facility in New York was beautiful too, they have like this whole like outdoor garden area, like the Zen garden or whatever. <laughs> it's really pretty epic. Um, and then the people there were just so kind to me when I went all the way up there. I loved it. Um, but w- what else are, what are some of the things that you're doing to um, ramp up employee engagement? It's a hot, hot topic out there. Um, sometimes, I'm not even a fan of doing employee engagement because you got to really figure out what you want to do first and then survey to make sure you're doing the right things. I think people just throw out the survey and then they, all the people start asking for all this stuff and oh, it's yeah. like, may not be able to get it for them. So what are the things that you're doing that attribute to this wonderful employee engagement that you have?
0: Well, one thing we do is that when we conduct these surveys um, we actually when we get the results back we um, disseminate them to the parts of the business and then those functional areas then have champions essentially people that will champion the things that need to be championed so if you have areas of opportunity they will conduct focus groups they will determine some root causes and then they will begin to integrate these engagement actions and then we track those actions and we see how we're doing. And then now we're actually just completed a pulse survey um, just a year and change after we did our full blown survey. Uh, but some of the things are you know, just creating um, inclusion circles, um, enhancing benefits, just doing things that showed up as a potential area of concern. And we're we're doing it very quickly and um, in a way that people see, yeah, we mean business when we say we're enhancing X, Y and Z. And that you have a voice because everyone does very much have a voice at MSC.
1: Mm. Mm, that's fantastic. Yeah. So he he just downloaded a big, big, big important thing about these employee engagement surveys. Is if you're going to send them out, you better take action on whatever. Yes. Set.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't just do it and then just leave it out there um, because people will begin to not trust the process. So we're very integrated. It's, it's a continuous thing um, between surveys. And then once we get the results from this one, I'm sure we'll start up with you know the next series of, uh, of actions and continue to improve.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And he mentioned something, the inclusion circle. So I had the privilege of speaking at one of the inclusion mm-hmm. circles. It was just like, Maybe forty days ago, I don't know yeah. how long ago was that, something like that. <laughs> and um, and they asked me, the, um, you know, to come speak. And they said, you know, we this group of people in this inclusion circle, they really want to talk about personal branding. And I was like, oh, that is a great subject. And so um, people from all over the organization um, showed up for this Zoom meeting. And so I think that's another way that you guys are building what I would call a vibrant culture. So really, absolutely. Really- Really fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So another wonderful idea from my good friend and from uh, MSC Direct from Alex Slosson All right. So um, let's talk about this. What are some of the biggest challenges leaders have today? What are some of the oh, biggest yeah. challenges they have? Because you, again, you've got people that you're touching the whole thing right all the way from the family run c-suite all the way to the front line uh the front line of sales the front line of customer service the front line of everything so what are the challenges you're seeing leaders dealing with
0: so not only at msc but just holistically i think um the world around us is just undergoing a tremendous amount of changes ever increasing change is going to be the one constant in life so i think one of the biggest challenges for leadership just out there is having change agility without inducing change fatigue. Uh, you've got some leaders, thankfully none at my organization who are just changing for change sake, right? They're just, oh, let's try this, let's try that. And they're throwing whatever they can to see what sticks at the wall. And over time that tends to exhaust your employees. But if you have that mix of change agility, focusing on those things that are really going to be high impact, but also knowing when to move forward and when to hold steady, that to me is the key of being a good leader. And it's a challenge to find leaders that know when to do that. I think they're all or none. They either hold steady all the time or they change all the time, but it's a, you've got to know the mix and and use it well. And I think that's one of the true, uh, ways that MSC succeeds is that we are, we change where we need to, but we also hold steady to our values and to our value proposition. And it's, it's, it's definitely working.
1: Yeah. So you just slipped right in there at the end, this cool idea about uh, living by our core values and our value proposition. So do you have maybe an example of one um, core value or two, whatever you you think is appropriate that you could share with us and how uh, leaders at MSC Direct uh, uphold those values?
0: Sure. Yeah. And so it kind of goes back to an important skill of a leader. Uh, one of them is um, expecting to win, but being humble, right? Set out with the intention of winning, but be humble, um, regardless of the outcome. I mean, you're not always going to win, uh, but when you do, just be a humble player and just know that, you know, being in the game is part of the is part of the the true privilege of being in, in a leadership role. So I think that's one that just kind of resonates with me is expect to win, but be humble.
1: Oh, and that's the core value. Isn't that cool? Listen to that, everybody. It's not like the word integrity you know what I mean? Like that's all out there by itself. So expect wind, but be humble. I love that. Yeah. So, um, you know, here's, here's some advice for those of you who are listening. It's like, you know, it could be time to refresh um, your core values, take a look at them, you know, bring somebody in uh, like myself to help you figure out what your core values are um, and, and make sure people understand what that means. Um, How do you integrate um, your core values into your training? Is this something you guys doing during your onboarding process throughout the year? How do you make sure people know what these values are?
0: So onboarding is one thing that they're currently working on right now. They want a consistent experience uh, across the organization, but we really, uh, integrate that into the leadership programs that we have. So um, we have several leadership programs of which you've been a part. And um, they're all about, you know, setting people up for victory, but also giving them those people building skills so that they're aware of their teams being humble, um, playing to win, but also just, you know, playing the game right and being being a person of integrity and, and good virtue.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, all right. So, um, if you were um, to mentor a single special listener right now, um, what one piece of leadership advice would you give them?
0: Well, I have a few pieces that are kind of rolled into one big oh, juicy tootsie okay. roll here. So we'll see what let's see, we'll see what it comes out okay, like. So let's, let's I would get, say let's go one by one. <laughs> all right, I would say lead with your heart. Don't get in your own way. And realize that accomplishments might not always be tangible. You might not be able to see them all the time. Be Mm -hmm. patient with the process of people building and don't keep your ace in place. I'll talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. Also, allow everyone to grow, to learn, grow, and stretch themselves, even if it means that they move on to something else.
1: Oh, I love that last one. Thank you. Yeah, You can't always keep that ace well that's the ace in the place right yeah All right. Right, so so talk about aces in places and we're not yeah. talking about vegas right now
0: no we're not talking about vegas and we're not luckily not talking about msc so I've, I've worked at organizations where i've come in and i've done pretty well at a specific thing that i was hired to do and that's great um but it is i've been in the situation where other people were recognized for what they were doing And I even had a manager at one point say, you know, I don't really know exactly what you do. I don't want to know. I just know it works. So just keep doing it. And (laughs) I noticed all these other people around me, you know, getting promoted. I was kind of like, ah, whatever. And I heard someone mention the word ace in place. And I'm like, well, what does that mean exactly? And they're like, it's just where they've got the right person in the right position. And they're not wanting to mess up the status quo. And so mm. it's good when you've got that fit, but you can't always count on it. You can't always take it for granted, especially when it comes to sacrificing the growth of that person. Otherwise, they're going to get, you know, trigger happy. They're going to start looking elsewhere. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it happens. It, 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 it happens. So definitely recognize those accomplishments when you see them, but don't limit that person to the one or two really good things that they do. Allow them to stretch and grow, be the best yeah. version of themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got to build them up and bring them mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Sign that says that. That was awesome. All right. Little, little Alex genius. All right. So <laughs> let's go back to the first thing you said for just a second. You said um, lead with your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do I do that? What does that look like?
0: It's hard um, to really explain what it looks like. It's really more of a feeling, you know, and mm-hmm. I guess it, dep- it really, it's going to depend on how in tune you are with yourself. Some people are are great measuring, you know, the people around them, but they might not be quite so in tune with themselves. This, this entails quite a bit of self-awareness. But when you lead with your heart, you just know when something feels right, when it is right. You just, it's one of those like, kind of like before you either have integrity or you don't, you're either self-aware enough to do that or you're not. Um, I don't know if it's something that can be developed or even explained. You just kind of know it when you do it.
1: Yeah. The only thing I can think of is is maybe um, developing it. I was just having a conversation with um, uh, a gentleman that's in uh, radiology at Novant, and we were talking about emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, emotional intelligence has like four buckets. You know, the first one is like self-awareness. Second one is, you know, now that I'm aware I self-manage, right. Then the third one is I have social awareness. So as a leader, I kind of look out and I'm like, is Alex okay? You know, I, I told him, You know just sit over there and keep doing what you're doing ace in the place (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know that's not and then oh where did alex go he quit okay so that's a lack of social awareness right Mm -hmm. and then there's like relationship management so there's those four buckets um so i think they can be developed but it takes a real intentionality
0: yeah yeah it really does It really does. And you have to be receptive because um, we've done an emotional intelligence um, segment, not you and I, but uh, someone, you know, that you worked with in the past uh, for the mentoring program that I am the manager of at MSC. And some people were just all about emotional intelligence, EQ, and then others were like, "Okay, next. And you either is something that resonates or it just doesn't. I think it, it can kind of freak some people out, but it can be developed. It just takes intentionality and awareness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, I, you know, if we go back to just plain old personality, uh, both Alex and I have taken every personality assessment under the sun in our career. Um, but, you know, we, if I just say, like, we have people who are drivers, we have people who are the happy go fun people, we have people who are the solid, steady, reliable, go with the flow people. And then we have the conscientious people who are like, you know, they do things very orderly, they're a little bit quiet, whatever, um, you know, but all of those people can round out that personality with this eq right like so i've worked with people who are totally big time drivers but if you said i need you to sit down talk to me a minute to be like of course you know so it's just that awareness that it takes more than just my personality to navigate leadership so um yeah. i love what you said lead with your heart all right and I, and i think people know when you care it goes back to what we said at the beginning like are you a good guy yes or no What's it Mm -hmm. like to experience you? All right. Very good. All right. Well, I have absolutely (laughs) adored our time together on the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. If you have loved listening to Alex tell us his answers to uh, some really great questions that help us see leadership through his eyes, will you please go down and like this episode and leave us a comment? We would really appreciate that. And then Alex, if people wanted to get a hold of you, they wanted to know more about your company, I bet you, there's little pockets that maybe you guys are hiring over there. He was like, "Well, what company is this? I need to work for them." <laughs> um, you know, he could probably tell you where to go, what to do. How could people find you if they wanted to get a hold of you?
0: So they can okay. search for me on LinkedIn. I believe uh, you have my LinkedIn profile address, and that can certainly connect uh, connect with me, and we can give them more information if they're interested to learn more about Team MSC.
1: Okay. Yes. Oh, listen to that. What a what a beautiful thing, Team. <laughs> MSC. I love that. All right. So you can find him at linkedin.com backslash Alex hyphen Let me spell that for you. S-L-A-W-S-O-N hyphen L-B-P hyphen MSC. But you'll find Alex Slauson. He's the really handsome guy with the cool gray hair on top. He's really wise. Don't miss that. And also... Uh there on Facebook at backslash alex.slauson. So I'm so grateful again, Alex. I have loved working with you in the past and tonight working on this podcast has not been any different. Thank you for your genius and your time and your energy.
0: This has been an absolute pleasure. I needed this in my week. It's been a busy one, but it's always a pleasure working with you, Nicole, and I look forward to the next time. So thank you for the opportunity.
1: All right, everybody, please like and subscribe. We'll talk to you later.